0: thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives welcome to the wellness guys show with wellness experts dr lawrence tam dr Damien christoph and dr brett hill welcome to the wellness guys i'm lawrence tam i'm
1: i mean christoph and i'm brett hill
0: and this is the wellness Guys show a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to our lives and gentlemen it's been a fantastic year it's been a, a, a a quick year, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's man, I can't believe it's already sort of here, hitting the, the end of the year. And as we sit here recording, I'll probably be uh, as this recording goes out. I'm probably sitting in in the probably Los Angeles or San Francisco or something traveling. But uh, you're getting this recording right now because we want to talk a little bit about what to do over Christmas break because I don't know about you but I see a lot of clients around Christmas time that they are you know stressed out they um they're kind of winding down the year so they stop doing things that got them healthy in the first place and they say well it's you know it's a holiday so they're going to take a holiday from their health as well I don't know about you what do you think Damo?
2: I hear it all the time I see it all the time and you know sometimes boys I do let my hair out <laughs> um, obviously not down because it doesn 't go down anymore. it just goes out <laughs> i'll let my hair out a little bit, and um, I have been known to have a couple of champagnes and even a beer i 've had a beer at Christmas time, but it is important and I, I look around and I see some people make some really big, big uh, areas I would say it 's not that you know and, and with everyone who 's listened to this call, and you guys know i 'm not the strictest guy in the world, you know I, I have a a lifestyle. That is very healthy, and then I have some little bits on the side. That's a little bit puffy. It's a bit grey. It's that. Uh, that's that twenty percent. So I, um, you know, I see some people make some bad decisions, and they do eighty percent bad and twenty percent good over Christmas time. And I think that's where things start to fall apart.
1: Yeah, and I think some people go the other way over Christmas time too. Like some people have a bit of time off and they think, yeah. oh, this should be great. I can get into doing all those things I planned on doing all year and they try yep. and make up for it all at Christmas time when they go for <laughs> Christmas holidays. And so <laughs> all of a sudden they go from not exercising at all to wanting to, you know, climb Mount Kilimanjaro and they go <laughs> yeah, running, that's you know, right. just eating absolute rubbish to trying to change their entire diet overnight in the space of one week. And, and sometimes they do themselves just as much mischief by overdoing it as they do by going the other way and, and you know, yeah. underdoing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, or it could just be Mount Lofty uh, in South Australia there. I mean, it's <laughs> that, that so true, though, because, I mean, people, you know, come into the, the practice, you know, they... they their, their wives or maybe their partners have told them to go you know do the gardening or they got to do the housework or they're gonna do some reno's and stuff because you got that two weeks off right or three weeks off and that's when everybody sort of injures himself and uh so we thought we'd dedicate an episode because we haven't done one like this for a long time where we just dedicate ourselves to say all right what are some of the wellness facets that we have to look into during the holidays and to kind of just keep in mind right to keep yourself in check to know that you gotta keep 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 your body in in health healthy and fit shape but also more importantly also to look at the choices you're going to be making so let's start with our you know resident guru on food um damien Mm. you know as we move towards christmas what are some of the things we should be avoiding um at all costs you know like obviously you said you know there's certain things that we we will indulge ourselves in but what are some of the things that you really should
2: just not even be touching uh you know i think We, uh, as a population and we see this with our statistics as we get a little bit bigger around the waist I think that we just need to be mindful of how much sugar and soft drinks we're consuming because it seems that as you get through into the festive season sugar increases in terms of quantity of consumption and uh, and so do soft drinks but I I, I suppose the soft drinks are often mixed with other drinks and so talking alcohol too so I think people tend to overindulge in sugar, alcohol and soft drink And, and that I think should be the thing not that I mean it's, it can be very difficult for people to avoid, but I think you need to be mindful of how much of that stuff you're actually having because that's, it's the lack of mindfulness, I think, that creates the problem. Hmm. What about you, Brad? What do you think? What are your tips for on health?
1: Well, I, I think the biggest thing at Christmas time is, as Damien said, like, most people are going to make some exceptions. And so for most people on Christmas Day, they're probably going to have a few things that they wouldn't otherwise have. They're going to make an yes. exception and have a bit of a day of it. And probably yes. the, the key thing, I think, is that it probably should be Christmas Day, not Christmas Month. So you just want to, you know, if you're going to have an exception, they've got to be exceptions. It can't be sort of the norm. And so if you're going to have one day where you perhaps eat a few things that you shouldn't eat and, you know, do a few things you wouldn't otherwise do, that's fine. And you're probably going to be, you know, you might notice it on Boxing Day. You might be a bit tired. You might flake out a little bit on the couch and just watch the cricket all day, which I quite like. uh, Absolutely. And fall asleep. But but you just don't want to do it all the time, you know. So you want to just say, okay, if I'm going to have the exception, it's a once-off. And I think the other thing is to be really mindful, like really actually enjoy it. Like if you're going to have something you wouldn't usually eat, make sure it's something really good. Make sure it's something really good quality, something that you actually really enjoy. Like Not just an exception for exception's sake, but if it's something you love and you miss and you think, oh, I really want to have that, then just go and do it on Christmas Day. But just don't make it, like I said, don't make it Christmas month. Don't overdo it.
0: Or even just the Christmas week, you know, forget about yeah. the month. It's just sometimes we, you know, you get your leftovers and you're just going kind to of keep indulging and indulging. And oftentimes it's the portion size, don't you think? Like the portion size on Christmas Day, some, somehow you just doubled in size for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah. And oh, so it,
2: we talk about that, don't we? You know, we talk about the palm method and how much food you should actually put into your tummy. But many, you can actually make that at least 10 times that in terms of quantity. And you know, it's funny, boys. I don't know if you know this. Oh, Actually, it's not very funny, but it's fascinating. Um, that the number one time of the year, that, that, that there's the most amount of heart attacks is Christmas Day really? because of all, yeah, all the overeating and the stressful environment that a family can <laughs> <think> sometimes <laughs> create. But it's, uh, it's, it's well known, it's well known that, uh, that Christmas Day is the number one day of the whole year uh, for heart attacks mm. and, uh, and, and they do put that down to overconsumption of food and alcohol and then also uh, family agitation. Well, you know, talking about the food por- portions and stuff,
0: I remember reading a study, and this is kind of fascinating to me anyways, but you know when we eat a lot more during Christmas, one of the reasons why it is is because we actually put the food out, like on a buffet type of uh, display or in uh, front yeah. of everybody. And so especially when you have guests, and there's two factors in this. So just say you have guests, you know, your family and all this stuff, so you have 10 people around the table, and you have all the food in the middle. Chances are you're actually going to eat more, when the food is on display versus mm. when it's actually already on your plate. Ah. Yeah. So, so people who, you know, if you don't want to overeat, it's actually just having it on your plate, you know, instead of just having it on display. Because tendency is once you finish your plate, guess what happens if it's right in front of you? Go back for seconds. You're going to go back for oh. seconds, right? But more, yeah, more importantly, 30s. if you're actually going to someone else's house as well, because you don't want to offend the, 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 the host, typically you actually have more as well. You know, so that, I thought that was really, really interesting. And uh, I mean, I think even the color, of the plate, actually makes a difference. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I think I can't remember what it was, if it was a colored plate or a white plate. I think it it's a white plate. You eat more. I can't remember what it was, but there was color plate makes a difference. Really? You have to Google that. Yeah, it's really fascinating. But I got to say, yeah.
1: I got to say, Lawrence, I'm all four seconds and thirds on Christmas Day. Like Christmas Day is one day of the year <laughs> where you just eat until you're absolutely stuffed. And so, and I do that every year, and I love it. And so, but what I do do is I, I do think about, well, okay, what are the, you know, what are some of the best options that are here on this table and and sort of fill my plate up with those so make sure I fill myself up with some good stuff and some stuff that I like like I'll pick you know there's always a few good things there that I just love and I'll just fill myself up with that and stuff that's quite satiating as well so get some of your protein into you get some of the fat into you so that you're actually feeling really full and you've eaten some good stuff and then you've obviously got a few you know extras you can have in and around that but I reckon Christmas day is all about seconds and thirds so just make sure you get some good stuff in there too. That's because you it killed the
0: kangaroo and got so much meat left over. But <laughs> that's right, that's right. I think it's also the, the, the food before um, Christmas dinner actually starts. Because, you know, if you're yeah. going to go to a, someone's house, you know, typically you've got you know, like the M&Ms and ms and you got your you know, potato chips and you've got all the stuff like lying around even before dinner even starts. So you're actually full just from all the snacks and the soft drinks, as we mentioned before, and the alcohol and stuff. And then you somehow got a stuffed dinner on top of that too as well. So we've got to just kind of be careful with that too.
2: Can be done though. It can be done, and many people do it. But uh, you do need to be—you have to be mindful of it. You know what's interesting about this is that many people. This is where the bad habits start, and so they might have gone all year, gone hard out, and they've gone into Christmas a little bit lax, maybe a little bit festive. And look, I know in Melbourne we've had some really bad weather in the lead-up, so I think our festive season is going to be. Pretty full on because people are going to go. We've wasted November. We didn't get any October, and so December is going to be huge for most people. <laughs> and I think what's actually going to happen is that people are just going to drop the bundle. They, they're going to go from being so dedicated, so disciplined, and so on track. In fact, even now, I'm getting people ask me, "Can I do a detox before Christmas?" And they're trying to get detoxes even before <laughs> Christmas. It's <because laughs> like a pre-tox. <laughs> oh, it's a pre-tox. That's right. It's like, it's so true. And so they're just going, like, I've got to clean myself out because I've got to go mental when December comes around. And Probably that's going to roll through to January. By February, they're thinking, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can actually handle this. And then by March, they're already knackered at the end of their holiday. And so like the months just get away from you. So it is really important that you just don't go a little bit too crazy.
1: I was going to say, Damo, one of the things I know you like this, Damo, is that if you're going somewhere where you're going to have a Christmas dinner, and like Ryan said, there's going to be all the snacks out there, there's going to be all that temptation, then you want to eat something good before you go there. So a good breakfast, Damo, I don't know if you know of any, Damien, but a good breakfast in the morning, (laughs) something that's going to fill you up, something that's going to be satiating with some really good nutritious food before you go there, is going to make it a lot easier to make a sensible choice when all those snacks get laid out in front of you as well. It's very important
0: well let's talk about the, the the family pressure i mean you know not just well. we'll talk about stress in a second but also just the pressure on food i don't know if you but you guys but if you've ever been to a party or anything like that and people are sort of start to judge you because you don't eat certain foods because you yeah. actually make those you know better decisions because oh come on just have a drink or come on just have this and it's like no i really don't want it what about those how do you deal with those pressures
2: uh, I don't actually get that pressure anymore. I think people just now expect it. That I don't eat that. In fact, if I do eat something that I shouldn't, they're like, oh, "Really, you're eating that?" Yeah. And so you know, people are, I think a bit more shocked that I might eat something that I wouldn't otherwise eat. So well, it's probably a little
0: bit different for us. But I mean, just just for the you know the audience so, there, because it's going to yeah, be slightly so, different.
2: The, well, the point I suppose I want to make with that is that the longer you're doing something that's beneficial to your health the easier it actually gets when you get to these sort of situation. So it's just that this is what you do. So Bredo doesn't drink alcohol, hasn't drunk alcohol for years, neither do ULT. And so when, you know, it's, it's easy for you to say, well, no, I don't drink. I don't and people go, oh, okay. Whereas if you know, if somebody said, oh, Damien, would you like a champagne? And I said, oh, no, no, thanks. You know, I don't drink alcohol. They go, yeah, but a couple of months ago at that birthday party, weren't you having a champagne? And uh, and so it's I, I might get more pressure than what you boys might because you've been doing that for longer. Does it make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Sure. for sure. The other thing I find, Lawrence, is that so long as you've got something in front of you, people tend to leave you alone. So <laughs> I find that in terms of the drinking, if I've got even if it's just a glass of water in front of me and I'm drinking that. Everyone's like, oh, cool, he's got a drink, I'll leave him alone. Or, you know, when it comes to the food, you don't have to make a big deal about what you're not eating. Just get a whole bunch of stuff that you are eating and fill your plate with that. And everyone's like, oh, cool, he's got some food, he's sorted, you know. And they they tend to just not stress about it. That doesn't seem to bother them that you're not eating certain things. As long as you're eating something and you've got some sort of glass in front of you, most people are pretty cool with that. They're like, all right, cool, you know, he's sorted. So don't stress about it too much. And often, it's, it's only as big a deal as you make out of it. Mm. And so very often, you, you think it's going to be a big deal. And so you make a bigger deal out of it when in actual fact, if you just didn't even talk about it and just went along and just grabbed the stuff you want and left the stuff you didn't, most of the time, people don't even notice or don't say anything anyway.
0: So let's, while we're on the topic of stress, let's, let's bring in the fact of what you just mentioned before, Damien, that uh, you know, most heart attacks happen on Christmas Day. Obviously, there's um, the food part is obviously important, but there's also that part of stress that's uh, yeah. involved. I mean, lead up to, to, to Christmas is ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, everywhere around the world, I'm sure in North America, uh, in Australia, the shopping malls, uh, you know, at the moment at the time of recording near the end of November, beginning of December is absolutely ridiculous. There's, you know, pressures of buying presents and there's pressures of finding a parking <laughs> space, like a let alone, you know, parking space. And try not to kill each other <laughs> while you're actually in the shopping center. Can I mean, just
1: say, Lawrence? It's it's as we record this, it's mid-November, and my son actually came home the other day and said, "Is it Christmas time tonight?" <laughs> he, thought, he thought it must have been Christmas because he's gone to the shops and he's seen all the stuff, and he thought, "Beauty, Christmas, awesome!"
0: It's crazy. <laughs> so there's that pressure, right? So there's and this pressure adds on to each and every single week, and as we move closer and closer to Christmas. So what are some of your suggestions, uh, guys, for you know how to, you know handle your stress the best way possible from a wellness
2: perspective over the month of December? Mm-hmm. Look, I think exercise is very important. Uh, anyway, we, we talk about this all the time, that 30 minutes of exercise decreasing the effect of stress by 50%. Now, as in the southern hemisphere, as Christmas approaches, the weather is supposed to get better. And so you can get outside and do a bit more exercise, spend more time outside and in the sun, and that decreases your stress. That's a really simple one. Right? That's a really simple one. But I think the other thing is to maintain perspective. So go into a situation expecting that something might be a little bit challenging, but already know that that's not going to irritate you the way that it did some years ago or even last year. So just go, oh, Uncle Mike is such a blah blah. I just don't want to get you know upset with him this you know this time around. I'm just going to let it roll. Just let it go. Don't get into those confrontational situations. You know, I think that's an important thing to do. Just go in there with the right decision and the right mindset.
1: I think planning ahead is a really big one. I mean, Christmas time does come around at the same date every single year. People seem (laughs) to be surprised every single year. And so, you know, some of the biggest stresses we have around Christmas time is really probably time and money, I think, are two of the biggest ones. Um, And it's just about preparation. Like, you know you have to go get some Christmas presents, boys, guys. Like, you know you have to go get Christmas presents, so you don't have to wait until Christmas Eve to do it. You can actually plan ahead a little bit and go and get those a little bit earlier. Or, you know, you, you know what's coming up. As Damien said, you know what you're going to encounter on Christmas Day, who you're going to meet, all those sort of things. So you can start to plan ahead a bit for that and... You know, start putting some money aside if you're going to have to get some presents, and, and perhaps you should have done that even before now, but
0: yeah. Yeah, just very <laughs> But plan for 2014 Christmas will be a great time yeah, to plan for now. There you go. Yeah, I think another thing too is about planning planning for the big day. Like, I mean, obviously we all, you know, we're, we're doing something with Christmas, whether it be with family or you going into someone's house. But I mean, if you're have, hosting a Christmas party on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you know, write down all the things you actually need ahead of time, so you don't have to go shopping last minute. And I'm sure certain things you gotta have to shop for last minute, but get majority of the stuff done done beforehand. So you I mean you got a couple of weeks before that actually happens, and plan ahead uh, rather than having to stress about like, oh my god, we're running around trying to, oh, I forgot this, forgot the glass, forgot you know. Nap- and all that stuff I think it's important to try to plan ahead and this is coming from a guy who doesn't plan ahead for anything <laughs> um, so I actually have to overcompensate myself to make sure yeah, I do it Lawrence let's face man. it
1: you're the most organized out of the three of us Lawrence so you if are you're us. having trouble so we're organized. in big trouble
0: well I've already organized I never used to be but I had to force myself to be organized and that's my point so damien let's let's talk about uh uh, the other aspect of exercise um you know what would what would you do typically around christmas time like i mean obviously you have that extra break you know that uh christmas time do you actually exercise more or do you kind of just keep in routine
2: uh i exercise more because uh, all right i'll share a little secret Uh oh here Uh goes here goes. I'm I'm actually a little bit vain. So I No. This is you
0: do for the North American listeners. We are heading into summer and, and and down down under here. So uh this is this
2: is with the answer to uh the secret here. Go ahead. Yeah, so I tend to work a bit more on my chest and my biceps and triceps, just in the, <laughs> in, the in the hope that one day I get massive. So, you know, so I you know I, I challenge myself to get past my thirty chin ups, my pull ups, um, and if I get thirty one, I'm celebrating. I'm pretty excited. Um, but you know, I, I think I do actually exercise a bit more. Um, I'll probably do a bit more plyometrics because, you, you know, you've got to get your beach body right and I think that's really important.
1: And just for, for the lady listeners, Damo, are we talking speedos are we talking board shorts?
2: Oh, uh, no, like a onesie. Like, a, you know, it's a full <laughs> onesie. Yeah. Yeah, man- it's a mankini. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the, the whole deal, you know. <laughs> cover everything up. It's SPF factor, you know. You can't get, can't get the sun on the skin. No, certainly not. Budgie smugglers not for me, not for Dame <laughs> I. Would have board shorts. I have got the coolest board shorts that I picked up in Bali just the other day. They are cool as. Oh, very nice,
0: very but nice with those. Uh, I, so Bretto, What do, what about yourself? Like how how do you, how would your recommendation, being the resident exer, exercise guru here, what would you be doing? What would you suggest people be doing over the Christmas break?
1: Well, I think for me, it's just about probably maintaining more so over the Christmas break. It's just keeping on doing what I've been doing. But often I find over the Christmas break, I've got a bit more time as well. So often it's some slightly longer activities um, and often much more, I guess, family-oriented sort of activities and those sort of things as well. So perhaps instead of just doing a half-hour you know, interval training workout by myself at home... I- I'll have the day. I might have the day off, and so I can grab the kids and go for a big bushwalk or you know, go for a big bike ride, or something like that. So it's it's an opportunity to get really involved with the family, and, and you know, make it an activity rather than just an exercise. Um, so I think that's a really important thing you can do over the Christmas break. Is is rather than just thinking of it as exercise, you can have some real fun with it. You can do some real activities and just get sort of incidental exercise as you're going and doing something you really love and enjoy because you've got that bit more time to do it.
0: Yeah. But- yeah, I d- definitely agree. I mean, going going out and spending time with family is a great way to uh, really get that in- increase of exercise activity. But I think one one thing, the key thing to remember is that these guys, who, the weekend warriors who decide to go play cricket or football or whatever you decide to do on, on Boxing Day, um, you got to be careful that you don't go full out and have that competition. Because you know, as the, the competition starts to pick up, the, uh, that's when you get a you know ma- massive injuries around that Christmas time period. Would you, yeah, would you that, that's that?
1: exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, mm. you get your sort of weekend worries at Christmas. It's classic, isn't it? Like the, the you know the the cricket game on Christmas Day, and Uncle Bob comes out. It's the best <laughs> hasn't done anything since last it. Christmas Day, Blaise and all a, a blows a shoulder. Blows a bounces at his little cousin Damo. And, the whole lot. and all of a sudden he's in all sorts of trouble. So <laughs> had a heart attack. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's definitely important that you don't overdo it. Like, you can't make up for a year's worth of exercise in the week before Christmas. And so, you're, not, you're probably best not to try. You know, if you've got a bit of time, you can do a little bit of extra exercise. You know, think of it as a year long plan to be fitter for next Christmas rather than trying to do what Damo's doing and, you know, spend the last week trying to get fit for Christmas. That nah, just choking down. Oh, <laughs> come on. You You want to build it up and I know Damo does maintain a good level of fitness throughout the year so he can build it up a bit more at Christmas time but you just don't want to go from nothing to everything all at once Zero to hero you can't do zero to hero
0: doesn't yeah. work. Oh, well, Tim was pretty fit there. I saw him in Bali. He was, uh, he was definitely, uh, those pecs were, were pretty strong.
2: <laughs> how, pu- how pumped were they all
0: They were, they were massive. See. They were massive.
2: See? See what
0: I'm talking about? <laughs> Chin ups. Chin ups. Uh, <laughs> wrong muscle, buddy. All right. So let's move on with this. Uh, <laughs> instead of talking to Timo's muscles, um so regards to uh during the christmas uh, obviously after christmas is done you know we got you know we've got boxing day and so on and so forth what are some of the recommendations in terms of getting you know getting you know next 2014 ready like what were some of your suggestions would be in terms of you know getting your mindset ready for the new year and also i guess planning for let's talk about new year's eve actually (laughs) you know it's because it's not a like we said it's not a, a a holiday week it's uh, just a holiday what about christmas eve coming around the corner you know there's planning for next year uh and new year's eve so what what are your major suggestions for that from let's talk about food perspective first
2: well i uh, look new year's eve food is always amazing we always do seafood right so we we have all of the seafood that you could possibly find, plus heaps of salad. So our New Year's Eve's are usually pretty clean. Um, but a lot of people do go and totally get smashed and drink a lot of alcohol and, and really blow their bodies to bits. You know, it was interesting. I was at a I was at a, a bar tonight uh, for uh, Alex from from Forage. I was, I was at his birthday party tonight. And we went to the toilet, into the bathroom, and there was – there was chatter in the, in the toilet between two guys in in one toilet and I was a little bit um, disconcerted but what I realized these guys were doing was that they were doing drugs like they were doing drugs and so here we are it's a Sunday afternoon these guys are getting into some stuff and I'm going oh my gosh this is kind of crazy this is kind of the culture many people actually find these days so they're not just doing alcohol they're doing drugs as well it's becoming a very very big problem so I think you want to try to work out where you want to be this time next year to then start making decisions now for what changes are going to take place don't go oh, i'll do it after new year's or oh, i'll do it after christmas you actually need to start making those choices and changes now mm, so true
0: and i think it's also not about a decision that you make sort of i think you, i really like the way you just said is after next year i think it's your whole life, your whole health is based on the t- decisions you make every single moment in your life, yes, yes. and uh, it's the addition of everything that you do, uh, whether it be good or bad. And I think you know this is the perfect time of the year when you start looking back, like what was you know I picked up this book in Singapore it was something called Epic Win, and um, and it basically said Epic Wins and Epic Fails, and basically the book has it's sort of, sort of like a journal, and it's like a journal of every day and say you know what was my epic fails for the day. And what was my epic wins for the day? And I think it's important to look at your failures as to go, all right, well, what did I learn from it? Because I think oftentimes we repeat our repeat our failures every single, you know, over year after year and you never actually yeah. learn from it. And that's actually not growth. And I think if you really want to get healthy in terms of your m- mental state, your physical state and emotional state, it's about learning from those emotional um, mistakes that you actually made throughout the year and say, what what did I learn and how can I become a better person because of that? incident or because of that thing that actually happened to my life and I think if we do all do that, if we all focused on that, I think we can actually grow as a society and as a community
1: I really like that LT because I I do I tend to sit down on New Year's Eve and I tend to sit down and go over what I've achieved in the year before, which is actually a really cool exercise because I find that but when I actually sit down and do it, and often I'll sit down and I'll often ask a couple other people to give me some ideas about what I actually did the year before, because um, so often you don't actually realize how much you've actually achieved in that year. Like There's so much stuff that you've been and done that's just sort of happened and passed and you've forgotten about it. It's not until you sit down and you actually write out all of the things that you actually achieved for that year that you realize just how much stuff you've done. It's a really good exercise to do. But I think definitely, Lawrence, what you're saying there in terms of adding in, uh, what perhaps you could have done better for the year or where you failed for the year I think is a great idea to to, to not just look back at what you did well but look back on the lessons you've learnt from that previous year I think is a really good idea as well mm. and and that would make it even better because then what I tend to do is on New Year's Day is then write my goals for the next year and I think if you've got that list of well, what you did well and what you didn't do so well from the year before, it's going to make it so much easier to set good goals and to action those goals for the year ahead so I love that Lawrence, I reckon that's awesome mm.
2: Thanks yeah. Good work, LT. <laughs> so, I mean, given that you're the mindset guy, this all makes sense. So my, mindset mindset guru, LT, uh, what what sorts of things do you think that we should – obviously, the epic fail, epic win, that is great. I love that and I love my 100 goals so I always review my 100 goals. I, I think that's always a crucial thing. What What are the sorts of things that people could actually start to be doing mindset-wise, uh, pre Christmas or Christmas Eve, and then also pre New Year's Eve. What are the mindset things that they need to be doing to get right?
0: You know, on top of this. Well, I think oftentimes, like January first, it allows them to. Christmas almost seems like it's a very like a big celebration for the end of the year, right? So, from a perspective of the way society moves, it's a kind of a, like a celebration for the year that just gone past, and New Year's Eve is the same thing. And I think January first, it allows you almost to have a mindset of a reset. You know, if you had a terrible year, it's almost like a reset button, even though we all know, like, you know, nothing changes unless you change. But I think mentally we allow ourselves to go, you know what, this is going to be a brand new year. This is going to be a brand new year because it's going to be different because you're going to do what X, Y and Z. I think from a mindset perspective, my case is that it allows us to kind of look ahead and say, what are we going to accomplish in our, in our lives in the next year? But I think thinking in years and, you know, this is just in the last couple of years where I've been thinking about this a lot, that thinking in years is almost too long. I think, you know, 12 months is a long time to to accomplish something. And I think you need to break down, you know, the next year, 2014, into quarters. Um, and quarters, mean, like every three months. I think if you have a big vision of what you want to accomplish in 2014, but I think you need to break it down in quarters in the sense of, you know, every three months, you should have a target that you want to aim for. And every quarter, you should reflect upon what you've accomplished, what you failed, and then readjust so that your next quarter is going to be better than the first quarter. And so so on and so forth. So your third quarter is gonna be better, and then so they, at the end of the fourth quarter, you're gonna have a massive growth rather than so you think in 90 day chunks rather than thinking a whole 365 days because that's a long time and oftentimes you give up on your goals you give up on your vision simply because it's just too long you know we're so we can chunk it down you gotta we gotta break it up a little bit yeah you gotta break it up a little bit for sure can like, you
2: break it down like more than quarters can you do that like into oh, for sure uh, a minimum uh, i think it's
0: i think the major goals that you should accomplish is actually make put it down in quarters and then from the quarter goals and the 90 day goals you say okay what do i want to accomplish in 90 days and then go all right well that's what i want to accomplish say abc i'm going to accomplish in 90 days then go okay well what do i need to do in 30 days to actually achieve that 90 day goal because that would be about a third way to get there right and then once you know the the 30 day goal what the target is then you can actually break it down to what do i need to do next week right what are my three things i need to do next week so that i'm on pace to get that to that 30 30 day goal which is then on pace to get that 90 day goal which is then on pace to get the whole year. So you see what I'm I'm talking about? We talked about this before, but basically it's chunking it down so that you get to like down to about two or three things that you need to do, but it has to be actionable items. It just can't be just like, okay, I'm going to work out. It's got to be like I'm going to work out specifically on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 to 8 o'clock. Like it's got to be specific. And I'm going to be doing these exercises and, you know, so on and so forth. So you've got to be actionable items that's very, very specific when it comes down to the weekly goals. But when you're 90-day goals, I think what I'm saying is that don't make one big vision. So this is what I'm going to be like in 2014. I think it's important to chunk it down to, to, to those quarterly goals so that you know whether or not you're on target. So don't. it's no different than looking at your financial goals in the business is to say, are we on track? Or are we not? And it's okay not to be on track. Not every company ever reaches their targets. But at the end of the day, you got to reflect back on those 90 days and go, why weren't we? And that's the biggest lesson. Once you figure out why you weren't on target, then you can readjust uh, the next, you know, target for the, the next 90 days.
2: I like it. I like that a lot, actually. It's uh, it's clever. You are so clever, LT.
1: Oh,
0: I love that. I don't know about is, that. But, uh, so any last part, you know, last words before we end this particular podcast about, you know, what to do and how to handle Christmas in a wellness type of way?
2: just seems to me that it's a combination of all things. Like you can't just go at it from an exercise point of view and expect to get away with everything. You can't go at a mindset point of view and not implement exercise and food. And you can't just do the food thing and forget about everything else, including exercise and mindset. So you've got to you've got to live a wellness lifestyle moving into this and then out of it on the other end as well. So obviously eighty twenty, great rule. I love 80-20, Pareto's principle, it works. Lawrence talks about it all the time in his seminars. In fact, we just had his seminar in Bali where he even raised Pareto's principle again. So it is a, it's an excellent principle to follow, 80-20, and, uh, and I think that's safe.
1: And I reckon the other thing to remember is that Christmas Day and New Year's Day are two days out of the year, and what's much more important is what you're doing for the other 300 and how many is it, 363 days. (laughs) The other 363 days is much more important what you're doing those other 363 days than what you're actually doing on these two days. So don't beat yourself up about what you do on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, but set a plan to actually make it the other 363 days really, really healthy. Just and, go hard.
2: That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, go hard.
0: Go hard. <laughs> go the hard other, go the hard. other thing is um, to end off with this podcast is, um, you know, about designing your, your optimal life, like designing your life. You want to learn how to do that. Um, why don't you go to thewellnessguys.com or thewellnesscouch.com either one of those websites sign up for our new latest you know sign up for our email newsletter uh, basically it tells you what's happening on our shows but while you do that we actually give you access to a 45 minute talk that I did at the Wellness Summit this year in Melbourne to 600 plus people and uh, it's basically the whole talk is based on how you design your life so if you go to that uh, go to thewellnesscouch or thewellnessguys.com and uh, get that get that access video it's free for you and uh, you should Definitely check it out. Um, Why don't you guys also go to Facebook while you're at it. Make sure you like it. Love to hear your comments below this particular episode and tell us what you think. What what are you doing for Christmas to make sure you are staying healthy and well as well? And more importantly, why don't you, over the Christmas break, share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think that will need a wellness update? And why don't you listen to it while we're having Christmas dinner so we can be part of it as well? Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there and leave a five-star rating and leave a A comment on iTunes. Oh, hey that's she only you. four things man four things no wonder last week <laughs> I forgot what I had to say because there's, there's so much I didn't realize your script was this long hey buddy it's, uh, it's, it's a this is a big job this is a big job that's why. I- <laughs> <laughs> so guys have a hope uh, well I don't know sure if this, when this podcast is going to go up but uh, if it's going to go around Christmas time have a Merry Christmas uh, if not uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you next week begin creating well listen to your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the Mollens Guy Show
1: Hi, this is Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show. How would a pair of Vivo Barefoot Ultras feel on your feet this summer? These guys are awesome and our good friends at Vivo are giving away one pair of their newest range to one lucky Wellness Couch member. Vivo Barefoot shoes feature a puncture resistant flexible, non-pitched sole and a wide toe box which allows the foot to move as nature intended. As close to being barefoot as possible. All you have to do to be in the running is become a Wellness Couch member by midnight Sunday December 22nd, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Membership is free and comes with a range of benefits. To become an official member of the couch go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and enter your name and email address. Merry Christmas from all of us here at The Wellness Couch and it be filled with great health and good times with those you love.
0: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives